Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. In the world of therapeutic massage, there are many subcategories to support and treat different elements. When it comes to post-surgical care, oncology massage and rehabilitation techniques for scars can increase flexibility, develop greater range of motion and increase quality of life for patients. Now, these techniques are very different to sports and remedial type massage. How? Well, today we are going to find out. Welcome to episode number four of the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm speaking with Amy Tyler from Therapeutic Massage. Amy is a massage therapist specializing in oncology massage and scar tissue release based in Watara, New South Wales, Australia. Amy shares how her journey into oncology massage is increasing awareness within the healthcare setting to see oncology massage and other massage techniques be used as a parallel setting in hospitals. Amy also shares with us insights of scar massage and how this can assist in treatment outcomes. I started by asking Amy where her career in therapeutic massage began. Um, I think I'm one of the lucky ones. I raped massage from high school. Um, and started out with the basic training of a diploma of remedial massage. Um, I always wanted to be on the medical side of massage rather than the the beauty side Um, and decided after my diploma of remedial massage that I probably needed a little bit more training and I went on to do a diploma of sports therapies. Um, And randomly in my coursework with sports therapies, I fell into manual lymphatic drainage. So... At that point, I was one of the people who'd been taught back in the day that you couldn't work with cancer patients with massage. Um, It was detrimental to their health. And of course, we now know that's a complete myth. Um, And as soon as I got into the manual lymphatic drainage, it was one of those things that contradicted all of that because everyone who had the lymphedema we were working on was due to cancer treatment. Um, So at that point in time, I really knew I'd found the area I wanted to work in. This was that medical side I was looking for. And I continued on and did a diploma of manual lymphatic drainage and then looked into more and more um, work with cancer patients. And there really wasn't much back then. So I'm talking um, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was really the beginning of um, oncology massage. So... Um, I was just working as a a general massage therapist, I suppose, and I was seeing the odd patient here and there who had cancer, um, mainly doing the lymphatic work. Um, And then suddenly I started hearing things about oncology massage and it was the very beginning of that happening in Australia. So I got in at the ground running um, and did modules one to four, which is your in-clinic based training and then your in-hospital based training Mm -hmm. in oncology massage. Um, 
and just loved it. It was everything I'd felt I wanted and yes, just kept building on that. So I've gone from just doing remedial massage to the sports side of things to getting really on hand with the cancer community. Um, And that then led to pretty much every cancer patient has a scar. Mm. Um, And I was finding that scars were creating issues and I needed more knowledge base around that. Um, And again, there really wasn't much out there back then in scar work. So I've done probably as much as I can in Australia at this point in training um, that's been on offer for working with people with scars. Um, And I've been doing the oncology massage and the scar work since about 2010 now. What a wonderful thing to be um, come straight out of school and to already know that you have a passion in and things. It's sometimes it takes people many years to find their real passion and calling. So absolutely, starting, starting so young just allows you to have built on all those skills that you have. And now you've got this amazing tool belt of mm. different techniques that you can use. Yes, absolutely. Um, Amy, are you able to explain the difference between oncology massage, scar massage and manual lymphatic drainage massage? So these are some of the techniques that you use um, mm. and you might use them interchangeably, sorry, but they can – they're completely different forms and they're completely different techniques. So could you give us a little bit of an overview of each? Excellent. All right. So um, oncology massage is a form of remedial massage. However, it it definitely um, is additional training to your basic diploma of remedial massage. Um, It essentially adapts your massage technique to work safely with someone who has had a diagnosis of cancer and had treatment for cancer. So once somebody undergoes treatment for cancer, they have lots of different things. So obviously they're going to have had surgery. They might have had chemo, maybe radiation, maybe immunotherapy, maybe targeted therapy. Maybe they're still on hormone therapy. Um, All these things create change within the body. So people get side effects from these treatments and they could be fatigue, they could be nausea, could be that you had lymph nodes removed via surgery and you're at risk of lymphedema, but you haven't got lymphedema. What oncology massage does is work safely for all of these conditions. So it's appropriate massage. It's therapeutic, it's gentle, but the most important thing is it is appropriate massage for someone who has had cancer or someone who is currently undergoing the treatments of cancer. Manual lymphatic drainage is a very specialised technique in that you're really working for lymphedema. So people who have had lymph nodes removed, biopsied or, say, radiated, um, and the lymph nodes really function to filter the lymphatic fluid from a quadrant of the body. So whether it be from a limb or whether it be from the breast region or the hip, um, when those lymph nodes are damaged or removed, they're not functioning properly, that fluid can't filter back through the system. So suddenly you've got this fluid coming into an area, but it's not able to get out of it. So you see people wandering around who are maybe wearing these compression garments on one arm and not on the other arm, and you'll notice that that arm's maybe slightly larger. 
And that's that lymphatic fluid building up. So that's lymphedema. So manual lymphatic drainage is actually the, the redirection of the lymphatic fluid towards viable lymph nodes that can filter that back through the body. Um, so safe massage, oncology massage, is about applying safe massage to an area where lymphedema may be or where it's at risk of happening so you don't trigger lymphedema and so inadvertently go the wrong direction um, or apply too much pressure to a region. However, it's not about moving fluid, whereas manual lymphatic drainage is 100% about moving that fluid and reducing the size of the limb. Um, scar tissue work is very different again. So you still have to apply all the principles of am I working in the right direction for any potential lymph flow? Am I making sure I'm not going too deeply if someone's at risk of lymphedema because I don't want to work too deeply and trigger it? Um, so you're still having to apply principles from your other modalities, but it's really about softening the tissue around the scar plus also softening the scar tissue itself. So scars can become really, really tight. They can create pull through soft tissue to other regions. So some people might say, let's, for instance, talk a breast cancer patient. They might have issues with the back of their body, so around the shoulder blade. Um, and you can work the shoulder blade area as much as you like, but you're not getting anywhere with it. If you look at the scar on the front of the body, it could be that although that person doesn't feel that the scar is creating an issue, that scar is actually pulling and the direction it pulls through in that soft tissue ends up at the back of the body. So that's where they feel it. So working the scar, loosening that up to reduce those pulls is really important. Um, getting range of motion back into an area. Scars can be really restrictive. They can pucker in um, and if you can loosen that up then all the tissue around it whether that be your lymphatic vessels as well so it can help within the lymphatic flow or whether it be nerves that are caught through that area you start to get proper movement through those other vessels so the scar works really important as well but again it's totally different work to just your oncology massage which looks more holistically at the body then the scar work is definitely very site orientated. Mm. So we can think of our skin really like fabric, which stretches really well in one way, but it won't stretch well in the other way. Absolutely. And if you then put a seam through that fabric, imagine that to be your scar, suddenly things can change again. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And do you remember the exact moment when you decided to pursue oncology massage? Was it just a natural progression or was there a defining moment where you thought, this is really where I want to put my focus? Um, there probably was a defining moment. So when I went through the remedial massage and the sports therapies, as I said, we were being taught at that point in time, so this is 18 years ago, um, we were being taught that we really shouldn't be working with cancer clients because it was detrimental to their health. And this was a massive myth. Um, I was brought up in a medical family, so I questioned everything and it didn't sit well with me that that's what I was being taught. Um, but I knew nothing about drainage or anything like that at that point in time. And it happened to be I um, was doing my sports therapies clinic hours 
and I was waiting for a client that never turned up. And um, in the rooms above me, they were doing a manual lymphatic drainage exam and they needed bodies on the table and they were one person short. They came down to the clinic and said, look, is there anybody here who can come up to the exam room for an hour? And I was sitting there doing nothing because a client hadn't shown. So I popped up to the room and I received a manual lymphatic drainage. And it was the first time I'd ever heard about it. Um, And it was mind-changing. I loved the actual treatment I received. And I inquired more about it and realised that actually this was the change because, hang on, I could work with the cancer clients, whereas I'd been being taught I, I couldn't. Um, so that's when I got into the manual lymphatic drainage, but I still was looking more on a massage side, not just um, for lymphedema treatment. I wanted the whole holistic approach. Um, and so, yes, that would have been my change because up until that point, I hadn't found anything that had got me to the area I felt I wanted to be with. Um, so I think I was lucky that my client didn't show up that day. So it was really a case of being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do believe I would have got here eventually, but it probably would have taken a lot longer. Mm. So. And are there risks to the treatment? So what would be the desired outcome, the mm-hmm. success rates, um, some things that you need to be cautious of? Yeah. So absolutely there are risks to treatment. You can always do too much. Um, A lot of people have massage and then they've got this kind of pain tenderness the next three days from their massage. Um, To me, that's not something I aim to achieve. So when people come in and want this deep tissue, go firm, I can take stronger than that. That's not me as a therapist. So with oncology massage, our aim is to absolutely cause no pain. Um, Always create a benefit, don't create a negative So, yes, if we overdo a treatment, then the next couple of days they're going to be worse off. We could um, create more fatigue. They could have nauseousness from the treatment. Um, They could get headaches. So these are all things that we don't want to give to the client. Their body's going through enough as it is. They've got enough side effects to treatment from their chemo, their radiation, from everything else that's going on. They don't need that from a massage. So the aim is to only create a positive from the treatment, a less is more approach. Um, In general, massage just simply feels good. So the the quality of life is what we're really working with rather than quantity of life. Quantity is what the doctors are giving you with all of their treatment, but we want to make that journey as good as it possibly can, whether it be a short journey or a long journey. at this point in time, so research is coming out mainly from America, the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre and the MD Anderson Cancer Centre, and it's showing that we're having pretty good results with um, pain, fatigue, nausea, anxiety and depression. Uh, we're still looking at more research, obviously, um, and we're hoping that we're going to get good effects with other side effects to the treatments. But at this stage, that's the one that we can say they're the five things that we really can definitely work with. Mm. So, yeah, the, um, 
the importance, I suppose, of the quality of the journey is what we're aiming towards with everything we're doing. Um, and that can be even with the scar tissue work is getting somebody back to being able to reach the mug on the third shelf rather than having to have everything on the bench top, mm. um, trying to be able to move that arm or maybe getting back to walking easily again if they've had abdominal um, type of cancer and they've had surgery through that abdominal region that's affected their core um, and they find that hip movement awkward. So it could be just loosening up through that scar and making that movement easier again. Mm. And do you find that most of your patient, uh, your referrals, do they come from the patient themselves, from doctors or medical professionals, or is it loved ones that are just wanting to do something nice for, um, you know, their family member or friend that is going through a really um, tough health journey time. Yeah. Um, back in the day, definitely it was the patient and the family members. Um, we are the world's best kept secret oncology massage therapists. We're slowly becoming recognized for the benefits that we bring to the lives of people undergoing the treatment of cancer. And doctors are definitely getting on board now. So back in the day, as I said, people were seeking it out because in the moment they wanted the treatment. But now I'm finding that, number one, I've been in my location for quite a long period of time and my name is a known. Um, so I find that I'm getting more and more referrals because the doctors know I'm there, the breast care nurses know I'm there, um, the counsellors and the psycholo um, psychologists at the hospital know I'm there. So I've got this network that's now beginning to refer to me, which is wonderful. Um, I do get, obviously, my... My other clients who are coming in for um, some general remedial massage, they tend to all know somebody who has cancer. Mm. So they tend to talk and say, you know, I know somebody who does oncology massage. Um, but I do find right now my largest referral base is actually the medical community. Mm, that's Which fabulous. is fantastic, yes. Yeah. And can you tell us about perhaps a favourite case study um, or career moment where you got really great results for your patient and you just saw their quality of life improve that just kept you going, that you kind of keep that case study in your mind when you're having difficult times trying to get um, results for other patients? Yeah. So um, there have been a couple of highlights. Um, one particular one was a client who was wheelchair bound due to their cancer. Um, and being brought into the clinic wasn't very talkative. Their partner um, did their case history and sat down and talked with me and stayed in the room for the first treatment. Um, and they were taking a lot of painkillers um, and had the option of adding some liquid morphine um, as and if they required. Now, they were on quite a high dose of things when they first came to see me. After a couple of treatments, the partner actually said to me, um, the best part about this is that they hadn't used the liquid morphine since their second visit. And because of that, mentally they were in a better place, they were more alert, and therefore they interacted with their family members. And they had young children. So the young children suddenly had that parent back in their life interacting with them again. And this was an end of life. So I just think if 
if we can create that for families, for those children to have that person more active in their life, whether it be them still sitting in a wheelchair but being engaged in a conversation, that's pretty special for that family. So that was a big one for me Um, and that was through just oncology massage. I didn't do any scar work. There was no manual lymphatic drainage. Um, Oncology massage, it was only a half hour. Um, But that was pretty huge. Wow, that's given me goosebumps. Mm. That is, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to offer to someone at the end of their life. Absolutely. They can be in a better state of mind, be more comfortable and really be able to enjoy those last moments with their family. That's Mm. very special. And for their family to have that as well, you know, it's the two-sided effect. And, yes, they were still on pain medication. They just didn't need the additional um, and that's, yeah, that one has sat with me my whole career. There has also, there've been some beautiful moments in other ways. Um, I had another end of life, um, gentleman come and see me who it turned out through random conversation that his great aunt lived in the same tiny village in the UK as my grandparents. Mm. So we reminisced about summer holidays there together. Mm. Um, and for him, he was a talker during his treatment. Some people just totally go quiet and relax. Um, he, he was a talker and to have that and for him to be bringing up a lot of memories that I actually understood and, mm. you know, that was pure chance that he'd walked into my door and not another oncology massage therapist's door. Mm. Um, then there was a cancer client who also had schizophrenia um, and for her she made a comment that her mind went at 500% the whole time. Um, And she said after just her first massage that it slowed right down and she wondered if this was what everybody else felt like on normal days because it was just wonderful. Wow. So in a sense it's therapeutic for touch and to be able to manipulate muscles and, you know, get the body moving physically better. But it's also therapeutic in, in the sense that it can have such an effect on someone's emotional state. And I guess that's because you're working so closely with someone, you're getting in their personal space, which um, lots of other practices don't do. And humans crave connection and they crave that touch. So being able to provide that for people is such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people have a preconceived idea of massage. Um, you've, uh, the majority of people have probably had some form of massage and there are hundreds of forms of massage out there. So whether it be this kind of fast kneading motion, this kind of cupping to potent, fast tapping on the body, or whether it be digging in deeply into a muscle, these are all things we don't really do in oncology massage. It is a much slower treatment. Um, it's a bit gentler, but it really allows that deep relaxation to occur throughout the whole body, inclusive of the mind. Mm. And that's where the magic begins to happen, I find. So ultimately my, my other clients who come in who might be coming in for, you know, their desk job and they've just got sore shoulders, um, if I could actually back off and say to them, hey, how about we just try some oncology on you? I find that most of them actually respond quite a lot better to the slower form of treatment anyway because they do let go mentally as well as physically. 
And that's with the deeper treatment, you don't tend to get that mental relaxation. And already um, we're in different states, but I'm craving, I'm craving a <laughs> massage now. We'll try an oncology massage. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to have to look into it. Um, and Amy, what about a time where perhaps you couldn't achieve what you wanted for your patient? Um, what was the outcome of that? And looking back now, do you think that you could have done something differently? What happened? Um, do you actually have a case where you think, oh, I wonder if it, it could have been different and, and not that we like to look back and think what if, but, but these can be um, great learning curves that we can use for future practice. Absolutely. I, um, I do look back on my early years with a little bit of horror um, because obviously I did do a lot deeper work back then um, and now knowing the benefit of just backing off, just slowing down um, I look back and think, oh, goodness, what did I do to some people? Um, but a lot of people want miracle cures. And thankfully, I find this less and less with my cancer patients. Um, most of the time, you know, back in the day when I was seeing mainly healthy people who had that muscle tension from inactivity, mainly desk jobs, they'd have kind of this tension build up over a period of 10 years, but they wanted one massage to fix that overnight um, and in those days I probably did too much I probably tried my hardest to give them what they wanted whereas now it's education it's experience in the field backing off and saying less is more actually is more appropriate and probably gives them more long-term. So they don't then get the three days of pain post their massage. They don't come in and say, oh, you know, I didn't sleep too well the night after the massage because I was quite sore, but then I got better. I don't want that bit in between. I want the clients to come in and say, after the massage, I felt great and it lasted for so many days before I started to feel things creeping back in again. Um, so, yes, I probably just look back in time and think that was maybe lack of experience. Um, now I have the ability to say, you know what, I don't have to move mountains in one appointment. Mm. So, yes, that's, um, that's nice to be able to acknowledge that. Yes, the beauty of experience, of course. Mm. Um, and what are your thoughts on self-massage? There's lots of different techniques and I've seen different videos and I've seen different people promoting different types of self-massage. Is this mm -hmm. something that you um, work with with your patients or that you recommend? Yes, certainly, um, especially with the lymphedema clients. Um, I teach them sequences that they can do themselves um, to help shift the fluid, um, hugely important. The scar work, yes, Oncology massage is a little bit more difficult. Um, we can teach family members, though, um, to do certain things, so there's always an option there. Self-massage is great, and, yes, I do think it is a good idea, um, and, yes, I do things for myself. However, I think sometimes people also, again, overdo it. So it's that fine line of saying less is more, don't push it till you're sore. Don't think, oh, well, I'm, I'm 
or so I'll just do a little bit more. No, if it's really painful, back off. It doesn't need to be really painful. Um, so, yes, I think probably the 1980s, no pain, no gain, um, is still out there. And we're trying to shift that mindset in people still. But if they're seeing a therapist and if we can actively educate them in why what we are doing is appropriate work for them, so talking about their medical history, maybe it be bone density loss, maybe it be easy bruising um, through low platelet count, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. People then understand why doing too much is harmful. Um, and I suppose the cancer community are the ones, they actually seek out more information. I do find it's probably the healthier community who get out the foam rollers and go gung-ho um, and then bruise themselves and come in and say, oh, but I've been foam rolling, you know, my leg, but it doesn't seem to be any better. You think, well, no, because you're probably doing more damage in what you're doing. Um, whereas the cancer community tend to be the ones who, who do back off a bit. So it's, it's nice to see. Mm. And it really is about educating. So don't just absolutely go watch any video on YouTube. Make sure that the practitioner that you're watching um, knows what they're doing and has your best interests at heart. Yes. And is that um, relevant for your medical condition? Mm. Because it's all very well doing something if you're a fit and healthy individual who has nothing wrong with them. But every second person out there has something that's going on under the surface or is on medication for something. So therefore, should whatever is being taught to you via a YouTube video be modified slightly to be specific to you? And if you've tried massage or some form of massage in the past and you feel like it hasn't worked for you, perhaps it wasn't the correct technique. Perhaps it wasn't the right style. And um, as you mentioned, there are so many different forms of massage um, that there is likely that there is going to be one that is going to assist many um, health conditions yes, or physical conditions. Absolutely. So, and that's what I find with the training for oncology massage therapists. We're really looking at medication. We're looking at what body changes occur during surgery and then obviously chemo, radiation. But have surgery for so many different things, not just cancer. You can be on medication for so many different things, not just cancer. So in their education as an oncology massage therapist, really what they're getting is a fantastic ability to work with any person who walks through their door, no matter what their medical condition is. Amy, are there other countries that are doing oncology massage really well that perhaps Australia can take some notes from? Uh, yes. Well, I only really know about one of them and that is America. Um, and I'm not sure whether this is the whole of America or just a, um, a small area, but they certainly do have oncology massage therapists working in the hospital system. Um, so seeing inpatients, not just outpatients. Um, and that is my dream. So um, they've got research underway as well in regards to the work that they're doing with the inpatients. And I think that's hugely beneficial because I do believe that in Australia 
until we have that research, we probably won't ever get into the hospital system um, working on the inpatients. But I do think that um, they do it fairly well over there compared to us. And I hope that long term we do see the benefits of what they're doing and we find that we are being integrated more into the hospital system here. Um, as I said, that's where my dream is and it would be wonderful to be able to work with patients whilst they are physically on the wards um, or physically undergoing their chemotherapy. You know, we know that it's safe to do so. We know that if we are doing a modified technique suitable to that patient's medical history, that we can achieve good things with pain management, um, with anxiety and depression. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, if you're in a hospital system and you're working with a patient, say you're there with that person for 40 minutes. That's 40 minutes the nurse doesn't have them buzzing the bell for them. Um, 40 minutes that they have one less person to see. So what they can either achieve in that 40 minutes with other people, um, the attention that they can give other people or whether it be catching up on all of their paperwork, um, it lessens the load. Now, we also find that patients then tend to sleep. So let's say you've got 40 minutes of massage and then you have them at least to sleep for another 40 minutes, then still that nurse isn't getting buzzed. Um, so it'd be wonderful to see what is happening in America, um, happening here. And I think there are one or two hospitals in Australia who are doing things, but again, I don't see that it's the inpatient side. Um, and unfortunately in Australia, there is this thing where everybody loves a good volunteer massage therapist. Um, unfortunately it does not pay our wage. Um, and we do need to be paid for the work that we do do. Um, and that's what we're seeing in America. So one day um, I think that America has paved the way for oncology massage um, for every country in the world um, and I think that Australia will come on board but it might mm. just take time. And for those changes to occur in Australia, do you think it's a case of patients requesting this form of massage? Is it people um, providing funding to different types of research programs? What kind of steps or what things do you see would be beneficial to be able to provide more of this service in hospitals in Australia? Yeah, so at this point in time, look, I know the doctors and the nurses are on board. Um, they understand we're not going in and doing really gung-ho massage. So I do think it's more the administration side that need to get on board. They need to see that we're a benefit to them. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe much money. So it is a money factor. Um, having people funding research will be important as well because we do need to know that what we're doing is effective. Um, the, the hospitals need to also fund some side of things. Um, I do think credentialing is really important. So that's something that Oncology Massage Limited has really tried hard with to to make sure that people are appropriately trained. So we've got module one and two, which is this kind of in-clinic training, which is fine when you're working in your own environment, um, but there are so many protocols and procedures to follow in a hospital and we need to enter at that level. We can't enter at a hospital at a level far below that. 
So Oncology Massage Limited has done modules three and four, which is your in-hospital-based training. And that's what they provide. They provide this training where people are then taught the policies and procedures within a hospital environment. So when they walk in there, they're walking in at a level that's appropriate to actually work in alongside the nurses and the OTs and the physios and everybody else. Um, so credentialing is really important. Um, so I do also think that when it, when it does come to the time frame that hospitals are getting on board with this, they actually need to approach Oncology Massage Limited and work alongside. Um, they need to get a Module 4 trained therapist in the hospital rather than just any old massage therapist, a remedial trained therapist with no oncology massage training, or even just a module one or two oncology massage trained therapist. Um, need to go to the module three and four trained therapist. So I think it comes down to money, both paying the therapist in the hospital to do the work and research funds, um, but also the credentialing to work appropriately. Um, so we're seen as as qualified professionals. That's right. And is oncology massage really only open to those that have done prior massage training or is it open to nurses and other medical professionals as well? It is really open to um, a trained massage therapist. So you can come through the first module um, if you are another practitioner mind. Uh, module one is open to that. So you can come and learn about oncology massage. You can come and learn about the science behind chemo, radiation, surgery, how it affects the body, the science behind cancer, um, and understand why what we're doing needs to be modified and some ways in which we can modify it. But module two, I believe, is just for the massage therapist um, because you have to have that hands-on knowledge of what you're feeling under your hands with the patient, um, what soft tissue changes you're noticing. Um, and that's really important to actually make sure you're doing the right type of work to make sure you're not overloading the body. Mm. So say someone's listening right now and they may have experience in massage, what um, and they and they kind of spark this interest of that they would like to perhaps work in this field. What would be some um, tips or something that you could say to an aspiring therapist? What could some steps be that they could do? Okay. Um, well, the first step is obviously to do your additional training. Um, Oncology Massage Limited offer the modules one to four. Module one is a great way just to see if this work really is for you. You don't have to commit to all two or three or four modules at the beginning. Doing one module and saying, actually, this isn't right for me is perfectly acceptable. So understanding that you also need to be in the right frame of mind yourself to be working with the cancer community. Um, you need to be in a place where you're comfortable to work with these people where end of life may be there for some. Um, we have a lot of survivorship. So you're going to be working with people who might have had cancer and that is not a part of their life anymore. But you still need to modify your technique. So you're getting people coming in at different stages of their journey. Um, and you need to always be in the right mind frame to be working with those clients. 
So if you've got a lot of stuff going on in your life that you haven't sorted out, I do suggest you go and sort that out first. Um, But come and do some training with Oncology Massage Limited and see if it's right for you. But be patient as well. Um, It is still early days for our industry. And until the word gets out there to everybody, as I said, we are the world's best kept secret in massage. So until everyone knows about us, they're going to all want a piece of oncology massage. Once they've experienced it, they really enjoy it. Um, But you do need to be patient because at this point in time, it is still slow and you need to be the one as the therapist who gets out there and really promotes this work. Um, And that'll probably take another 15 years. It's already been 15 (laughs) so Mm. that we've been around and most people say, what, I've never heard about you. Um, So it is hard work emotionally and physically, so you do need to really take care of yourself as a therapist. Um, But it's also really rewarding work. Um, I absolutely wholeheartedly love the work I do. Um, It's not just a job that I rock up to every day and think, oh, why am I doing this? Um, I really do enjoy it. And I think that if you're in the industry and that's the way you feel, then you've definitely found your place. That's some fabulous advice, Amy. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Um, And someone that may be experiencing pain, discomfort following cancer or following um, any type of surgery that Mm -hmm. they may have a significant scarring, what could be some pieces of advice, perhaps choose three things that they could do or, um, or seek out for these people? Okay, so... I always say to my clients, listen to your body. Your body really does tell you things. Um, Don't just ignore it. So listen to it and deal with things when they arise. Don't leave them for another six, eight months. Um, With oncology massage, it is quite different to a lot of other massages people will have had. So if you have an expectation of what massage is, Try and let go of those expectations when you walk in for an oncology massage. Just allow the massage to happen and enjoy being in that moment. Um, Also, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. So most people, when you're talking about this gentle approach to treatment and they're used to this kind of gung-ho, deep, firm massage, um, it's really hard for them to let go of that idea because it's what they've always had. But as I say, just because it's different, doesn't it's wrong. Let it happen. Um, and most of them get off the table and go, wow, if only I knew about this earlier. Um, so, yes, listen to your body, let go of any expectations and just allow the massage to do its thing and enjoy being in the moment. Um, the other thing is a lot of people, especially with scars, they're, they're kind of grateful to be alive. They're grateful that they are here living in the moment and they think, well, how lucky am I? So this restriction that they might have from a scar that stops them doing something in their life they used to love doing, they think, oh, well, at least I'm here, you know, is all I have to put up with for the rest of my life, so be it. But you know what? Maybe you don't have to put up with that. Maybe life could still be better. And that's where the scar tissue work I find is really changing for a lot of people, Um, that view on things that, oh, hang on, I didn't just have to put up with this. So always seek out. If you find that you've got some pain, if you've got some restriction, 
do seek out what things are available to you. And finally, Amy, I'll work towards wrapping up, but where can people find more about you and what you offer and what services you do? Okay, so me personally, um, I do have a website. So it's www.therapeuticmassage.com.au. I've got a Facebook page, which is just Amy Tyler Therapeutic Massage. For somebody who's looking for oncology massage, who's saying like Western Australia or um, South Australia, Queensland, so outside of my area, um, even who's on, say, the south side of Sydney as opposed to I'm on the north side, um, jumping on the Oncology Massage Training website, so www.oncologymassagetraining.com.au, there is a find a therapist listing. Um, The people who are on this listing are obviously the people who are fully trained in oncology massage. So you can pop your postcode in and you can actually find a therapist who's trained to work with you um, with appropriate massage, hopefully close by. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for taking the time out of your day to share your experience with us. You've given us some real gold and um, I will include all of the links to your website and other resources in the show notes as well. So Mm -hmm. anyone can have a look at those. Um, Are there any last words that you'd like to leave with the listeners? All I can say is give Oncology Massage a try because you'll find out that you love it. That's awesome. Wow, what an interview. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Amy today. Amy shared with us how to reduce scar tissue after surgery and shared some wonderful key differences between scar massage, oncology massage and traditional massage techniques. The three deeper than skin insights that stood out to me were number one, just because it's different doesn't mean it's not working. This can be especially the case for lymphatic and oncology massage because we're under the impression that for massage to be effective, it must be painful, which simply is not the case. Number two, self-massage can be very beneficial if it's done in the correct way. So make sure you ask your therapeutic massage practitioner if they can show you how or get in touch with us and we will um, connect you with our community. Number three, why it could be beneficial for other allied health practitioners or those that are working with skin could benefit from learning the basics of oncology massage. Um, so I'd love to hear what stood out to you for this episode. Let us know by connecting with us on Instagram at dermhealth.co or shoot us an email at info at dermhealth.co. Stay tuned to hear about a new platform where you can learn about your skin and be empowered on your skin health journey to help you face the world faster. And it's totally free. Bye for now. Are you feeling disempowered or confused about your skin? You can now join the Derm Health Co. Insider community to learn about your skin, connect with others in the community, and find specialized practitioners to feel empowered on your skin health journey so you can face the world faster. 
Whether you are experiencing a long-standing skin condition, recent disease, injury, trauma or niggling skin question, there is a place for you at Derm Health Co. And the best part is that as a Derm Health Co insider, your membership is absolutely free. So jump online at dermhealth.co and join today. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.